guys, welcome back to another episode of Dear Daisy Youth. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, toxic masculinity and gender roles in the Daisy community. And today we have a special guest with us, Mihir. Mihir, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, my name is Mihir. I'm 17 years old and yeah, that's all there is to know about me. And what ethnicity are you? I am Maharashtrian. Cool. Okay, so um, do you want to elaborate on that more? Talk more about what you know? What I know? All right. Well, uh, in terms of languages I speak, I speak Marathi mostly. I speak a little bit of Hindi, but not really. And uh, yeah. Um, so, so today's topic for Dear Desi Youth is toxic masculinity. And to first start off with... Um, the definition of toxic masculinity. It is known as kind of like the concept of masculinity and it's kind of using masculinity in a way that is normal to like cultural norms and associated with like harm, like like things like how men can act can be harmful to society. Like it causes like, it villainizes masculinity into being the cultural norm and then that is used to villainize like other gen genders specifically females and so me here do you want to do you want to explain like your perception of toxic masculinity or how you think about it from your own experiences well i, I think you really hit it right on the dot toxic masculinity truly is as you said villainizing masculinity into a cultural norm and it basically abandons any other I guess emotions or traits that are otherwise seen as not masculine and makes it frowned upon and therefore creates this very strong masculine identity that people are forced to conform to. Yeah so I think you like explained that really well and you too Pachaya. Um, so another question for you here is, um, have you ever faced anything similar before? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, personally, I'm very lucky that my family is pretty accepting in terms of that. I know there are several uh, students um, that are around my age that I know that don't have the same level of comfort and freedom that I have. But there was always that, I guess, pressure that like all Indian males go and grow up to be engineers and things like that and go into STEM. They're good at these classes. It's stereotypical, but it's also a very masculine trait that's seen in Indian males. I believe the common stereotype within Indians is that if it's an Indian girl or like a Desi girl, you they're going to become a doctor and if it's a desi male they're going to become an engineer i feel like there are several movies that reinforce that stereotype and i found myself kind of conforming to that stereotype before i entered my sophomore year of high school and that's when i really started to i guess discover who i am and my interests especially in the career field but it was definitely a struggle between what the norm was and what I wanted to do. 
And like when growing up, I know this is one common thing I've heard many of my Desi um, guy friends talk about. It's kind of like the stereotype of like men don't cry, or like boys don't cry have been like reinforced a lot into the Desi community. And like, what are your thoughts about it and have your experiences on that saying like boys don't cry or like don't cry that stuff? Oh my gosh, I, I absolutely despise the men don't cry whole I guess, toxic masculinity trait, uh, especially because I would say I'm an emotional person. <laughs> I uh, I don't cry often, but, you know, every now and then you let out a tear or two. And I feel like having that frowned upon is extremely detrimental and may cause me mental health issues in the future, because if you're constantly suppressing your need to cry, it's extremely harmful to both your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. And like, we've talked about this on a previous episode about the stigma of mental health in like the SD community, but how do you feel like that is different in a men's perspective of men's mental health in the Desi community? Oh, yeah, there's, I wouldn't say a pretty big difference, but there's a difference between how men and women uh, they see men and women have and perceive these mental health, I guess, stigmas. And honestly, this is, I don't even know, but the whole arranged marriage thing, that's like a very big thing. And currently, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, um, but we're like trying to get one of our family friends married, but in case you didn't know, COVID makes dating hard. So uh, the arranged marriage search isn't going too well. But, um, you know, I've seen it firsthand, the whole arranged marriage thing. Uh, personally, I don't agree with it. And I'm sure it's turned out happy marriages. I'm sure it's fine. Personally, I don't agree with it. But I feel like that's another stigma that surrounds these people. And, like, you know, it's, it's like Tinder, for Daisies, you know, like the girls' parents collect a bunch of guys and then they either just swipe left or swipe right. So as a guy, you're trying to conform to the like the stereotypical norm, ha be an engineer, have a stable job, and that way you might be chosen for an arranged marriage. So I feel like that's something that people try to live up to. And like with our generation, do you think that we're like kind of changing those stereotypes because of just like, like we're different than like the other generations, like we have our own opinions and like we do things the way we want to. So do you think our generation is kind of changing that idea that like men do this and women do that? I think our generation is definitely champions for social change, especially within the whole arranged marriage thing. I mean, statistically, you see people less and less people getting married. And that trend follows through with the Desi community. And so I feel like this is just not just the Desis, but Gen X as a whole is kind of changing these norms. And it's going to continue to change to a point where we won't see very many arranged marriages within the Desi community. And like, I know Kritika has a brother as well. Do you want to kind of explain like some things you may have like seen throughout when you were like growing up? 
Yeah, so for my brother, I feel like it's pretty similar to what Mahir was talking about. Like he always, I mean, my parents always had very high expectations for him. Um, like, like Mahir was saying, they wanted him to have a really stable job, um, like do something like engineering, which he did, but it's because he wants to. Um, and he was also pressured a lot to get very good grades. So I feel like, oh, and also, <laughs> never mind. Oh, wait, I'll say it, hold up. Also, I feel like, um, like when he would get in trouble for like getting bad grades, I feel like the punishments were worse for him. My brother would have to, when he was younger, he would have to, don't include this. But the, he would the have ear to things, right? Pull his ear out and squat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to do that. <laughs> my brother do that. You made me do that one time. <laughs> so another thing I wanted to talk about was the stereotype that surrounds um, South Asian men. I see it specifically around Indian men and how like people tend to view them as creepy and like they just I don't know it's just really disgusting the way that they view um Indian men like they'll be like oh this creepy Indian man in my dms and it's like they only bring up Indian because like they know like that there's a stereotype that Indian men are seen as creepy um and how do you feel about that stereotype <laughs> I mean Personally, I absolutely despise the stereotype, as I think anyone would, even non-Desi people, non-Indian people. But, you know, I don't really know, like, why the stereotype was put in there in the first place. And, I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point what we have to do as champions for social change, as advocates for social change, is sort of eliminate this stigma around creepy Indian males. So personally, it disgusts me and I look for any way to rebut that. Not only that stereotype, but also the stereotype as like Desi boys being scrawny and like not athletic at all. Cause Phineas and Ferb is a great show, but like they made um, him like very stereotypically like Desi. Like it's a skinny boy who only studies, doesn't really have any athletics. And you can see that mostly in media over and over again, how like they are like not seen as desirable. They're just like these scrawny people. And like, I feel like that's also such a harmful effect on like growing up with this media, especially being like a first generation um, Desi boy in America, growing up with this type of media always like circulating around your like viewpoints, always watching stuff like that and seeing no representation of yourself. And like only when you're represented, you're being shown as like this scrawny boy and who can't, who can only study. It just feels like it contributes to that toxic masculinity environment. Yeah, personally, I am an extremely skinny and short boy, so I completely fit the unathletic stereotype. I mean, I play golf. I play golf. So I I completely fit the bill of the, I guess, the stereotypical Indian boy that popular culture has created. Um, and I actually think that was something I struggled with quite a bit, but I've learned, you guys know me, I've learned to kind of twist that into my own thing. And I proudly joke about the, like, the fact that I'm short, the fact that I'm scrawny. So it's 
turning something that's uncomfortable into something that can be laughed at that I think is really important in terms of changing the whole toxic masculinity stereotype because let's be real the toxic masculinity stereotype feeds on people being offended by it people see that they're offended by it and then want to do it more just to be more offensive so if you're able to turn it into something that can be laughed about it automatically reduces the desire to be toxic towards males so there are many gender expectations that are prevalent in the Daisy community. So as the Daisy woman, uh, we have recognized the gender roles in the community with being more of a patriarchy. The wife like is seen to be like subservient to the male and acts as a housewife. And not even in the marriage perspective with young teenage girls, they're responsible for house studies and taking care whereas the sons are like cherished and left with more leisure time so do you recognize these gender roles and what are your opinions on it yeah um these are very prevalent as you said prevalent gender roles in the daisy community uh basically i feel like the times are changing now but back then really if you had a female child their only job was to make more indian babies like that was truly what they were bred for um which is an outdated thought in itself and like it's going away very few people although it still exists very few people believe in that statement uh but yeah i believe it's set women especially daisy women in stem quite a ways back or not even in stem in any field for that matter um, but it set them quite a ways back, and we're finally starting to see where, like, us progressing towards it. Like, for example, my sister, she is the smartest person I know. She's going to do great things in the future. But say she belonged to a different family. This is a genius person. Say she belonged to a different family. She would be maybe just bred for, like used just for making Indian babies, which is a horrible thought in itself because you're wasting our talent. And that's just the way it has been for centuries now. And I'm glad that times are finally starting to change. Yeah, I, oh my God, I was so funny. I thought you said your sister might've been bred, like the bread. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, but no, I totally agree with that. And also, like, even though we are the more progressive generation, I feel like sometimes the dynamic of seeing that in your parents can also have harmful effects. Because, like, one time I was at school, and so, like, this Desi boy was getting picked up, and I saw that his mom was sitting in the back, and he got in the front. So, like, like the dad was driving, and so the, he sat in the front where, where the mom was in the back seat. And I just found that so like weird and I feel like that could like already start like 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 what's the word like build up like an idea head huh what like is a word you're looking for influencing yeah influencing yeah influencing's like a young boy or young girls like these stereotypes are just normal that's how it is because like just by that car example I feel like little things like that can because like I grew up with a family that's very like not 
the stereotypical way of patriarchy is very more of like the mother one because the mother's like the mom of the house the boss of the house but like I just feel like those little things can really influence someone because like I don't know it's just like you're you grow up with seeing this so probably you expect that when you get into your own marriage if that makes sense right and it's it's basic i guess parenting it's things that you pick up parenting in a sense is you take what you you take what you've learned from your parents like the good and the bad you realize what you didn't like you filter that out in your parenting and you take what you liked and you influence that in your parenting and mm-hmm. I feel like for most people, they go with what worked. They're like, all right, I'm here now. I am a mother. And they just do what their own moms did because it worked. And that's further reinforcing that stereotype of just like doing what worked. And that's why it's been passed down for so many generations because they're just repeating what their mothers did. So I feel like that in itself goes a long way into as you said, influence. Um, <clears throat> I guess maybe the other thing is that people, like, if they grew up with it, they might see it as normal. So they might not think, like, anything's wrong with it, or they might not think there's, like, I don't know, I guess a better way to do it so that, like, gender roles are not, like, set in stone or anything. Yeah, and luckily we live in a day and age where we have digital media that basically you're able to see any perspective that you want to so our generation is now learning that like this isn't the only way there are other things that we can do whereas really back then your only source of this was your parents so that's the reason why it's taken so long for change to start to occur yeah, I agree. And I think another factor of it is like we're grateful to be living in America where like the the standards are a little different. Like I know in India, like even now, gender roles is still a pretty big thing and it's not we're not it's not as progressive there as it is here. Okay, so I have a story. Um trigger warning, it's a little violent, but I think it's important to talk about because it happened really recently and like it's about the topic we're discussing. So like a few days ago, um, this um, husband killed his wife publicly on the street because she wanted to be a doctor and she was a doctor, but her husband didn't approve and he wanted her to be a housewife and like she didn't want to listen because she wanted to pursue her passion and like this just shows like how hard it is for like women especially not just in Indian culture but like I'm sure in a lot of Desi cultures like how hard it is to have an opinion and like on your own career like it wasn't even someone else's it was her own career and it's like really it's disappointing that women can't even choose their own career because their husband wants them to be a housewife and like I know like it may be a choice to not work but like in instances like this it's definitely not because she wanted to work and her husband just didn't want to let her so like I think 
we have a lot of work to do on like not we I mean yes we but like our generation and like coming generations to work against these stereotypes because it's really really wrong and it's like really sad to hear so yeah I think you hit on that pretty well disappointing is truly what it is um and you're right the change starts with us we need to be the ones to start changing the gender roles and i think we are if you see the number of desi women and asian women in general that are pursuing careers is much higher than back then and that's because of the opportunities and that we've been given yeah i totally agree it's like we are allowed more fluid fluidity 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 like huh yeah yeah that word so <laughs> but like more in like what we want to do but that's because we're right now in the united states this only goes for like us right now in the united states because it's a totally different situation here from then from like the south asia but then being a first generation um desi person if we're allowed more food because of like the environment of the United States and how we're able to pick what we want. But then at the same time, there are instances of like, like you here did bring this up how like parents want the girls to go into doctor, like sometimes the dad, I also see like dad influencing the daughter to go into the like pathway they want to go, you know what I mean? Like, it's sometimes maybe it's not even their decision to go into that pathway, but it's like the parents' decision, which is really common in most like Asian, um, Asian communities. But that's also one thing like a dad, like sometimes forcing the daughter to go into the specific um, pathway. But I do see like so much more changes in how like we're able to explore what we want to do and like what we like and what's our passion, like a goal in life. Right. Um, I actually have a Daisy uh, friend who wanted to be a business major and uh, she's in college, but um, she wanted to take business classes, but her dad was so strongly geared at the idea of her becoming a doctor that he refused to pay for her, the textbook for the class. And I feel like that's part of the issue. And luckily, we're fortunate enough that we're able to have that choice. And like Kritika was saying earlier, her brother loves engineering. So that's like his passion. That's something that he wanted to go into. But with a lot of people, you see that they're not passionate about it. They're just doing it to fulfill their parents' wishes. And carrying on the conversation, as we see more um, Desi women going into more um, pathways and like exploring their own interests, there's also the, I don't want to say repercussion, but also the fight against like women in STEM, you know, like about how like women in STEM have to compete with like men and how like they talk over them and like, you know, like shadow their voices. And I feel like as a Desi woman who has experienced that before in like high school, it's like, I don't wanna say, it feels different coming from like a Desi man than coming from a regular person. There's like always like this hint of like, I guess like there's this tinge of like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, 
<laughs> Let's scratch this. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> it, it's a sense of superiority. Yeah, that. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's just like <sighs> annoying. I get so mad. I get infuriated a lot. Like, yeah. I, do, I, I feel so mean because like when they do that, I literally like become mean back. Like I become like- As you should, as you should. <laughs> I mean, that that's part of pioneering change, isn't it? It's making them take a step back and it's like, oh, whoa, I didn't realize that offended you, my bad. And then they start to fix themselves. And if more and more people do that, that's what changes and that's how change happens. So it's good that you're doing things like that. Yeah, I just feel bad sometimes because like I like do I like be mean in the moment because I get like I get mad kind of easily I get like arrogance I really hate arrogance so like when someone acts arrogant I kind of go I get my emotions become high so I act really mean quickly yeah but I like think back on it and I'm like oh dang I shouldn't have been that mean but then at the same time I'm kind of like you know what as I should as I should yeah I mean it starts with us if if we're not going to do it if we're not going to make them realize that what they're saying is offensive who is as you said earlier they're influenced by what they see and if like that system of superiority or like the patriarchal system the father is the breadwinner if that's what they've been influenced to understand then that's what they will apply to their life as well and if you or if people continue to let this happen and they just obliged to these superiority standards, then no change happens. So it's important to really snap back, let them know that, hey, this isn't right. Yeah, those are really good thoughts. Um, Mahir, do you have any final thoughts for this episode? Not really. Um, I think it's great that we have a podcast like this and people that are openly advocating and being pioneers for social change. So, you know, good for you guys. Thank you. As a fellow Daisy, thank you guys for doing this thank you for coming <laughs> thank yeah, you true. for coming I'm, I'm glad I was able to be a part of this yay thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I hope you've enjoyed this as much as we did recording you can find us on Instagram at Dear Daisy Youth feel free to DM some questions or topics you would like to see in future episodes Bye. Bye. Thank you for coming once again. And yeah. <laughs>